No. Yes, no, sorry, no, no, in this form. everybody and welcome to the bad wolf broadcast i am tony and with me today we have odi and alberto hey! Yay! <laughs> i made it i'm here we got a yes. guest <laughs> our first guest one of many and one who i believe will become one of our more regular correspondents throughout i'll the be years, here it's, yeah. we have to wait for a special I'll you, come back anytime. You can be like when River Song shows up throughout the season, Oof, and then boom, we exactly. pay it off with a big special. You can be uh, like our Rory. No, I'll, <laughs> give me River Song. That's my favorite character in all of Doctor Who. So no, I'll take you, that. you can be our Rory. We'll have you now. We'll leave you waiting for, for, for two thousand years, years, and then you, you can come back in the TARDIS. <laughs> all right. I, I would. I would rather make him our river song and just have him come, and we know it's going to be special. Because if she shows up, you know it's going to be yeah. special. Hey. Just don't make me Mickey, and I'm okay with it. Ah, oh, Mickey. Oh, Mickey. Oh, Mickey. <laughs> oh, Mickey, you're so fine. Yes. No, okay. Classic Mickey. Um, so, Alberto, you are from Radio Rebellion, a podcast yeah. I collaborate with. Unfortunately, um, whoa, whoa. are we having a podcast this week? We are, dude. It's a Bad Bad season three trailer drop. More Daisy really interviews. Of course, we're having a, oh, a I, podcast I, on Saturday. I haven't seen anything, so I'm still in my work mode. So <laughs> that's <laughs> how this week yeah. is going. Well, <laughs> he got mad at me this week because he sent me the trailer to season three, and I was like, "Oh, can I watch this?" Because I haven't seen season two, and he was like, "Oh my god, you haven't seen season two? <laughs> no, he he was like, "I haven't seen season two. Can I see the season three trailer?" I was like. You know, general rule is you don't watch a trailer for yeah. a season. You Come on. <laughs> I know, but like still, I like I don't remember us talking about Bad Batch season two. So I just thought like maybe this isn't maybe this wasn't as great as it is. But I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna sit down. Dude. I already you already spoiled what the big thing was about it. So I I'm and that I'm definitely interested <laughs> in. So hundred percent, I'm gonna sit down uh, one of these days and just kill it in you know a couple hours. Doctor I mean, Who. Something's on the trailer. It's not a spoiler, but no. it's okay. Sure. I, I I'll bring this back on Saturday. Alberto, you're more <laughs> you're more careful with spoiling trailers than with spoiling content. <laughs> I'll just leave it at that. Uh, all right, everybody, back to <laughs> Doctor Who. So Who? we we are here. Um. So Alberto, one of the things that. We want to start with, of course, is kind of getting to know your story with Doctor mm -hmm. Who. So first question, I guess, right off the bat, how did you get to the Who universe? What was your first interaction with it? You know, how, how did you find it? Yeah, well, again, I'm a little bit older than some people out there, but yes. I didn't start with this. I know Doctor Who is 60 years old, but I didn't start back then. Um, actually, I knew who Doctor Who was. I can't remember why. Maybe it was around when Eccleston left and was going to do uh, Thor. I know people, oh, this is the guy from Doctor Who or whatever. Maybe around that time I started 
kind of hearing a little bit about Doctor Who and this revival. But I remember knowing like general things, like I knew the TARDIS, I knew that this was uh, someone that kind of went around through space and all that stuff, but I didn't know the whole history of it. I kind of remember that the character changed or the actor changed. But I would say around 2012, maybe 2013, close to uh, Matt Smith leaving, wherever that was, may I have my time frame wrong, but around that time, back when I still only had Facebook, a lot of the people that I was friends with had this debate. And if you were around that time, it's, are you Matt Smith or are you David Tennant? That was the big debate. Mm-hmm. Who was your doctor? So this just kept popping up and up and up. It's science fiction, which I love. And I said, you know what? Let me let me watch it. At that point, it, it was an Amazon video. I don't think it was even called Amazon Prime at that point. And then I started with Eccleston. I said, let me start from the beginning and just went through it. Did all of Eccleston. When he regenerated to Matt Smith, I'm like, get this skinny guy out of here. I hate you. I don't want anything to do with you. Uh, Eccleston, of course, is kind of that man's man, right? With the all black, with the leather jacket. And coming from the Facebook discourse, I don't know, want to rough any feathers. But mainly was the woman fans kind of debating who was the best doctor within Matt Smith and David Tennant. So I wanted to go with the older guy, right? Because I was merely like, this is my doctor. Like three episodes afterward, I'm like, okay, Matt Smith, you're getting me. And when you get to that episode with Rose, I'm like crying. The first time I'm crying because of a TV show, I'm like, crap, he got me. And then when Matt Smith came, same thing. I didn't want anything to do with him. Took me a little bit, but really got into his seasons. And when he got to Capaldi, which he already may have had finished his first uh, series, I think I watched the first episode. I kind of said, okay, this is it. I don't want to go through it again. I kind of just stepped back. And it was... So on my, uh, Capaldi's uh, series went, then we got uh, the 13th Doctor, and I didn't watch anything. I, I got spoiled with a bunch of stuff. But when right. her run was finishing out, the, all the flux kind of hype was getting up. I said, you know what, maybe it's time for me to get back into it. And then the news of David Tennant coming back, I'm like, no, no, I got to get back to Doctor Who. So about a year and a half, two years ago, I did a whole rewatch of the whole series from Eccleston forward. And when I got to Capaldi, everything there was new. So all those two doctors, all those six series, everything was new. And then I watched the flux as a premiere because then it was on HBO Max. I was able to watch it there. And then, of course, going straight to the to the 64 specials, then just kind of kept going. And Otti knows, every time when I was doing that rewatch on our Star Wars podcast, I would always bring up Doctor Who for some reason. So I was I really got back into it. I'm glad because these four last special were just awesome. Okay. Um quickly mention by the way, we did a whole episode about Tony and my story. So you can go back and check it out. That's our episode zero regeneration episode. So yeah, just plugging shit. So, so I, I guess... listen to it, so I'm ready for this today. Um I mean you kind of already said this, but I think I think we we need to hear it fly yeah. out. So let's go. Who is your favorite doctor, Alberto? Uh, so uh, I think if I kind of sit down and just really think about my enjoyment of the whole episodes and stories, um, David Tennant is my favorite doctor. Both his tenth doctor and fourteenth uh, doctor uh, to me were the same. It's the same character. Yeah, I know it's a different version, mm-hmm. but just. It's, it just worked so great together, especially with bringing Donna Noble back. 
But there's just something about the way he plays a doctor and what he brings to the road is what, if someone tells me, explain the doctor, that's who I go to. So mm-hmm. in terms of who's my favorite doctor, it has to be David Tennant. Or the anything, anything? <laughs> I mean, who's your favorite companion? <laughs> Ooh. Ah. It's difficult. Um, I love Donna just because of the way she she meshes so well with him because she, from the beginning, it wasn't, we're not getting together. We're not doing this romance. She even kind of tells her, I mean, the first time they're together is her wedding, right? It doesn't really go according to plan. But the first kind of Doctor episodes and the companions, it was always that will they, won't they? So I'm glad that this from the beginning is like, eh, skinny man, we're not doing this. And I love that they played it even with the specials. When she's at the end of that first special, she's going to go into the toilets and she asks her husband, oh, I'm going into a box with another man. And he's like, yeah, it was some, someone else. Yeah, but with him, I don't care. He's like, really? So I love that. But and I'm blanking on the name I knew I was going to. Uh, Jenna Coleman, um, Clara. Clara, Clara, Clara Oswald. I Clara think Oswald is... killed by a bird. <laughs> killed by a bird. It's all right then. Uh, I think Clara Oswald. If I again think about it, because she was there with two doctors and she went through a lot, might be my favorite companion. Because she's another one that put some boundaries between her and the doctor real early, especially with Capaldi. Like I am my life in the TARDIS, but also in my real life. And you have to respect that. And when he did, and she went toe-to-toe with ah, him. Ah, I'm in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, Clara so, yeah, no, I, my I, life for everyone. I totally, I, I can echo your thoughts because I believe that, especially with the emotional arcs that both Donna mm-hmm. and Clara go through yeah. with the Doctor, and, and how they challenge him as much as they, you know, help him through his adventures, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, I think that, you know, they're, they're clearly two of the top ones. And um, the fact that we got Donna back and were able to kind of come full circle mm-hmm. on her story yeah. as well, I think was amazing. Um, so, yeah, that's great. Uh, oh. So, Alberto, I like to ask this question because... Or I want to start asking it more because I think second episode. I like to ask it, especially. I mean, I like to ask it in general when talking about Doctor Who because it's mm-hmm. a show that's so full of it that yeah. every one of them is different. But what is your favorite adventure as a whole? Like you're, you know, you look at Doctor Who. You know, mm-hmm. not a, it can be arcs or it can be specific like one-offs or like what was your like that one that you're like that's a Doctor Who adventure like that's exactly what a Doctor Who episode yeah. should be or can be or all that. Like, what's your, your one to go to? So uh, I'll say one first, but this is not it. But since we're going to be talking about the uh, specials, um, the Story Beast is an excellent Doctor Who episode. If you don't know, if you want someone to understand what Doctor Who is, put on Story Beast. Covers mm-hmm. everything. It literally got me to like the show. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> But my favorite adventure has to be uh, the library and the Forest of the Dead. I forgot it's uh, not yeah. the impossible library. Uh, Silence, library. Of the Silence, library. Silence of the Library. Silence of the Library and Forest of the Dead. Great. Those two, I think, are my favorite episode. Of course, River Song, my favorite character, gets introduced. Because it kind of t- turns that twist that there's another Time Lord has met the Doctor 
And just knowing, and it's a great thing about time travel, that you have two time lords, quote, quote unquote, just two people that can travel through time and space, meeting at different times in their lives, just is mind blowing the types of yeah. adventures you could have and the way they played on it, not revealing too much. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when they keep meeting and everything keeps getting together, but those two episodes combined might be my favorite. And then you get Midnight right after that, which is another great episode. And then the finale, we, I mean, turn left, and then the two-episode finale for uh, Series 4, I think, is just, or Series 5, whatever it is, it's just bang on my favorite kind of three or four or five episodes. Those are my, my go-to. Dope. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, I think it's just so clearly per- a perfect arc, like a, a yeah. crescendo into mm-hmm. the finale, right? Yeah. Alberto, last question. Mm-hmm. And I think this will be like the last question for everyone. <laughs> what is the doctor's name? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not. I'm not a writer. He didn't tell me. I mean, I know 15. I wanted to read very so much. I didn't hear when he told I, her. I think it's John Smith. And he's not, I think he's not fucking with anybody. I think yeah. he's literally telling people he's that the that's John name. Smith. <laughs> oh, okay. So, I thought uh, there's an episode, I, I don't remember with which doctor it is, that he's like, oh, I'm John Smith. She's like, nobody's named John Smith. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'll be Bob or something. Okay, so. That's what I said. Let's get into the 60th. Mm-hmm. So four episodes, which is weird because <laughs> the, the the fourth one felt like a season premiere. Yeah. Whatever. They they said it was a fourth special, so we'll roll we'll roll with that. Um so I wanna hear from you guys. I, I kinda know from Tony, but I was still in my phase where I wasn't <laughs> paying attention to Doctor Who, so I probably didn't pay attention to his excitement. How did you guys feel going into the sixtieth anniversary? With the I'll start as the guest. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was extremely excited for that same race. David Tennant and Catherine Tate coming back for those iconic roles, the little clips that we got, like the trailers, they just felt bang on, that they just fell back into those characters without missing a beat. So I was extremely excited for it. A little bit always hesitant to how, it, are they really going to capture the magic from, what is it, 14, 15 years ago, especially having the other doctors in between. But to me, it worked great. And then again, Starbase, as we get into it, was just a perfect way to reintroduce them and to slowly do that reveal that everyone that kind of have watched Doctor Who at that point knew, oh, he, Donna can remember him and all that stuff. And the little reveals slowly and knowing that Donna's uh, mom was still kind of helping her, kind of not remembering, even when she, they see that maybe oh, it's not real. So it just kind of from the beginning, it worked. It didn't need to take 15, 20, 25 minutes. As soon as it started, you're okay, we're in the same universe. It seems to be working and it, it just jived. How about you, Tony? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll echo that. I think I was, it was, there was a, a mystery surrounding it already with mm-hmm. the return of David Tennant. And we knew that we were going to be with Kathleen mm-hmm. Tate again. And it, we knew these were two characters who were not supposed to be meeting each other ever again. <laughs> yeah. So the, just so that mystery around it was big enough to be like, okay, I'm def- I definitely need to sit down and watch this. Um, 
But I think it, there, there was also something about the storytelling and then the people behind it. You know, we had the return of Russell T. Davis coming back to, to take over the show. We knew it was like a reboot, restart, revitalization mm -hmm. of the whole brand as a I, whole. So uh, uh, this is to, for you guys, because I, I, <laughs> I, I wasn't in that mindset at that point. Was it kind of like Force Awakens? Like we got this old cast members coming back we get you know in that case we got Lawrence Kasdan coming back to to write the script J.J. Abrams kind of feels like a nostalgic pick to do a movie um is it kind of like that for you guys or I mean it's it's hard for me to compare it because it's kind of like I don't I mean, like fine Star Wars is Star Wars but <laughs> no, no, no I, I get it like it's a, it's like a different thing but I feel like it does have like that same vain to me it's more like like the revival of like uh maybe more a show than okay. it is like a tv like a like a a whole movie franchise but maybe like similar to how we got x files back and stuff like that it's like it's a little bit more similar to that the return of that legacy but with the mystery behind it too of like why because we know that the doctor has something special which is like the fact that he can regenerate and change his face and the fact that he's had an impact on so many different people mm. throughout time and not to like, because I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but as you know, flux kind of gave us something like flux and some stuff with Jodie Whittaker kind of changed a bit of that backstory of what we thought was real with, with who. So um, <laughs> I think that, that there, you know, there's still some, there's still a lot to tell. And the 60th, I think, embodies that, okay, we're here, we're bringing back these legacy characters, we're, we're telling a story surrounding them so we can come full circle with it, but we're also jump-starting for an entire new generation, an entire new, like, you know, audience, and, you know, giving it that, like, you know, oomph that it needed. Mm -hmm. I mean, not that I think it needed it, because I was on board with it, you know, forever but um yeah that's i mean the 60th i think that just it gave it that what's happened like i need to know like i just need to know <laughs> i think it worked great there was an uh, anniversary coming it wasn't just oh the new doctor is coming and yeah it's Matt, uh david 10 again it's the 60th anniversary we all know when those anniversary come something big is going to happen mm -hmm. so it worked great timing wise um i'm not I don't want to say not a big fan. I don't follow who's the writer, who's the director, all, all this. I know RTD, of course, and Chimbo, who did all of Whitaker's run, wasn't a lot of people's favorite, wasn't my favorite writer for it. So getting not just the characters with the actors that we know, but the showrunners, the writers, that kind of everyone coming at the same time kind of build that, that hype up. It reminded me of Picard. If you watch Star Trek and um, The Next Generation, you're getting that character that you haven't seen in 20 years, and slowly you start meeting all the other old cast. You have Jonathan Frakes directing, who's not just active, but also directed movies in the Star Trek universe. So you had that feel of bringing this very familiar, very loved um, actor and character, and kind of bringing it to new fans and to all the, all the older fans, kind of, yeah, this is familiar. Even if you liked... Uh, Jody Whittaker's run, it still fits, 
But if you were a little bit down on it, oh, we got you. So it did have, like Otis said, that Force Awakens feelings. Oh, this is going to start making everything right. For people that didn't like the prequels, that was the line that everyone kind of hold on to. So it did have that kind of feeling where it was announced. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So overall thoughts. Um, I, I want to start because I didn't say anything on the last <laughs> question. Um, so I... Again, I wasn't excited for this. I, I was just gonna. I, I was actually dreading it. Um, so <laughs> I know you were. That's what I was gonna say. You were literally but dreading it. <laughs> it. It's funny because I remember when the Starbeast came out. I watched it before you. I watched yeah, it. And I, yeah. I had to wait for like two or three hours before you watched it. So <laughs> that, that was interesting. Um, so overall thoughts. I I loved it. It literally made me want to watch the show. Um, And it's very interesting, like, I think, like, you know, leave it to the universe. Um, I watched, like, before every single special, I watched an episode that heavily impacted my enjoyment of that special. So that was, like, something very, very cool. Um, I, yeah, I, I, I thought it was great. I love seeing David Tennant. I don't want to say back because it was... I, I, I had tried to watch the show before, but it wasn't my first time sitting down and being like, no, I'm going to take this in. Um, I loved his connection to Donna. Then go, going back and watching that season, like it, it really perfectly worked seeing how they both matured as actors since then. Um, and I, 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 I don't know. I, I really thought they nailed it. And it felt kind of different to the other specials. Like, for example, the, the last specials with... David Tennant, like that whole thing with oh, uh, water and Mars, and, and it was like kind of okay. This this felt a little bit more epic. I don't know. Yeah, uh, it's I and I I love all four. Even the the last two, which were my favorite during on my first watch, when I sat back down with all the hype gone, especially that finale with not with. Shooty when he shows up about episode, uh, special uh, number three, mm -hmm. I was extremely hyped for that because we're used to, and a lot of people were expecting what Doctor's going to show up, right? This is a big reveal. It's Matt Smith coming back. Joe, the Whittaker probably not because we just saw her like two episodes ago. So she woke up all the return. So I was kind of with that hype. And then when like halfway through the episode, he started regenerating. I'm like, oh, wait, no one's coming. So I was a little bit let down, but when I watched it a couple of days later, boom, great. From beginning to end, it's a great episode. So those three by themselves <laughs> were a great return to the series. And as we get into it, my Wild Blue Yonder is right there, probably my top five, top six episode, the whole Doctor Who, because I love that episode so much. And then when you go to uh, special number four, with kind of, we, it worked that you introduced shooting 30 minutes in into the previous episode so that way you're off and running you don't need to spend 20 minutes introducing this new doctor so that worked great so in all i think these four specials were great reintroducing the characters and then just waiting a couple more months for the actual season to start what are you telling yeah i think um i mean i was just amazed by all of it um star beast was a great kind of start 
to the whole adventure. I, I agree with what, what you said, Alberto, earlier, that it's a quintessential Doctor Who story. It's like mm -hmm. exactly what you want in a Doctor Who. It's, it's got aliens. You're back on Earth. Unit is there. The yeah. Doctor has, like, no idea what's happening. He's figuring it out as he goes along. Um, you know, you have the whole David Tennant, Donna thing. Um, so it, it, you know, it had everything for me. And, and on the other, like, it also has the twists, you know, that, that we all like in a good Doctor Who special. I mean, that moment that the meat turns, I was just like, oh my God, what is happening here? Uh, it was just amazing. Uh, and again, Wild Blue Yonder is on top there. Like, I love how we bring back lore stuff like the hats system on the target. Is. Um, the fact that the TARDIS like is playing this song, um, the whole, whole like um, doppelganger thing, which is great, mm -hmm. um, and yes, and then we we go into bringing back the toy maker and Neil Patrick <laughs> Harris like giving a, a, an amazing performance, <laughs> and I'm like I literally never thinking in my life that I would see Neil Patrick Harris in a, in a Doctor Who special and suddenly there he is and well if you think about um, it la, la, we, la, what la, actor la, la, la. would you bring to play a character that's gonna have weird voices it's gonna sing it's gonna dance it's gonna be throwing balls up, up in the air Neil Patrick Harris is it, probably on top of the list it was perfect it was yeah. it was perfect he perfectly was he in. in my bingo for yeah. Doctor Who no but yeah. I I love it I yeah. love it <laughs> Um, but yeah, and then we go into Shooty and the whole, even the fact that with Doctor Who, a show that's been, you know, so beloved and ever changing for the last 60 years, we still have new things and they're changing stuff. So we have by generation now and we have Shooty coming in and we have an entire new way of looking at, at the whole Doctor Who world. Um, and I mean, I, I, I maybe... I would say of all four, my least favorite was actually the church on Ruby Road, just because I think it felt like, oh, my God, we're waiting way too long to see the doctor. Mm -hmm. I, I want to be with the doctor. Um, but it was still kind of like a Christmas episode, not really the start of a season. Mm -hmm. Like, I know that his pilot or his first episode is going to be, you know, balls mm -hmm. off the wall. So, um, yeah, like, I'm, I'm just very excited for it. Which one was your favorite, Alberto, of the four? Uh, well, Blue Yonder, uh, Blue Yonder, no doubt. Um, Starbase, when I watched it last night, um, not that I forgot how good it was, but it, I forgot how well it matches with everything. Like I said before, if you want to tell someone what to expect in a Doctor Who episode, or a Doctor Who in general, go watch Starbase. That works perfect. But I've told you, Atif, some of my favorite episodes are the ones that happen on derelict space stations or spaceships at the end of the universe, or there's just a mining uh, station. That 42, of, the Satan Pit. Yeah. Uh, all impossible those, Planet. Mm -hmm. The library, because anything that's on close quarters, when it's all right. about the characters, the writing, and the story, those are the ones that get to me if they're done well. And that's what White Blue Yonder does. It's just the two of them. Yeah, they have, of course, the, the doubles that help them uh, do their scenes. But it's just Don and the Doctor for 45 minutes but with the Marity bit at the beginning, which I love as they're still going with it. But yeah, White Blue Yonder, especially, again, if you know the story of, of David Tennant's Doctor and Donna, all those, like Otto, you mentioned, <laughs> taking those 
slow moments and let's just take a moment to breathe and don't assess, even if it's the doppelganger, we haven't had a time to talk. As soon as you came back, we went and we haven't stopped. It's like, how are you? And all those conversations, we, oh, no, but you're not really from Gallifrey. And she starts saying all this stuff. Wait, mm-hmm. who are you? How do you know? Are you really Donna? And you start seeing those emotions. David Tennant is just such an amazing actor. Ah, I There's nothing wrong with that episode. It's perfection in my eyes. I, that, <clears throat> Wobbly Yonder is my favorite one, too. Um, I just love how character-driven it is and how... Yeah. How much it sets up what's going to happen in, in the giggle by the end. Mm-hmm. And, you yeah. know, watching the show, like, every season finale, I'm like, this man needs a break. <laughs> and it's, <laughs> it's going to take so long for him to get it. Mm-hmm. So it's, yeah, no, but I, I, I really, really love Wild Blue Yonder. Tony, which one's your favorite? Um, I mean, I... Don't sell out, come on. My favorite is the Star Beast. Um, I just think it has all of those perfect little moments. Like, I I wish I could relive the moment when Donna closes the gate and says, I have to go help the doctor. And and Sandra's, she called him the doctor. Like, you know, and you're like, oh my God, what the hell is happening? That, I mean, I had no idea what was happening. And I went like, (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah so like uh, that was just it, it was just so great i mean that moment when you know david Tennant just gets out of the car puts on the wig and goes like it's <laughs> in session let, yeah let, let's go into favorite moments then so uh, that's probably one of my favorites like let's go episode by episode but that yeah. that moment when he takes off the wig and he's like something's weird something weird <laughs> is going on like the, the car isn't wrecked like <laughs> These people are weird, yeah. and they're like, "Yes, I am Lieutenant This, and we're here searching for this criminal." <laughs> yeah. um, that that all was awesome. I love that, that uh, the right when he does that when he goes, "Oh, I invoke Shadow Proclamation," blah blah blah. Because even if you don't know what the Shadow Proclamation is, you understand what's going on. But if you know, it's this intergalactic police unit with rhinoceros. But you have to abide by those rules. And if you say, I invoke shadow proclamation, anything, fighting has to stop. It's like this yeah. unwritten rule. So I love that, again, all those callbacks. And just every time I watched it, when Donna finds the MIP and she goes nuts, like, what's going on? And always, always calling the Martians, even though aliens, she's always calling the Martians, this Martian pharaoh or whatever, that building inside the house with his monster and they're going, oh, don't look at it, it's not real. So she, what do you mean it's not real? It's right there. And then the doctor just knocking on the door. She doesn't want to let him in. Uh, when she lets him in, she just laughs and, oh, here we go again. And the music, they, ten, 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 ten. it reminds me of Gremlins, that scene. <laughs> all in the house, all going nuts. And then me, me. Donna, Sos- Donna Sosland comes in and he's like, at least it smells good or something. And everyone kind of stops. Again, this is Doctor Who, so I love that scene. Of course, the reveal, no one was expecting the meat to turn evil, but that little bit at the beginning, I just love that. Or the middle, I, I should say. So I want to know, do you guys like the whole, um, ah, the whole Rose and Donna thing, how she passed the, what was it called? The Metacrisis? Uh, mm-hmm. The Metacrisis? Yeah, yeah, how she passed like half of it to, to Rose and now they like share it so she doesn't die, so she can be the Dr. Donna. Wait, is Rose the Dr. Rose now? 
<laughs> I don't, I, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I didn't mind the whole thing. The only thing that I was just like, oh, like, like, okay, I, I, I guess we're doing this was the whole like, oh, we're women. We can let it go. And I was just like, oh, okay, Russell T. Davis, good for you. Um, but other, like, I did like the fact, it's like, it, it, it logically makes sense. She had a daughter it passed on to her That's as well. How it works. Like I lo- like I I did love that and the fact that they could split it up so that she wouldn't like it wouldn't hurt her. I loved all of that. But then suddenly it all turned into like, yeah, we can just we can let it go. You know. I- <laughs> um but whatever. Like other than that, I I mean I you know, we we got it. You know, we 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 we, we again coming full circle on that story. It's timey warmy stuff. Um I don't if I pay yeah, okay. too much attention to canon in Doctor Who, I'll go into a meta crisis and die. It's, if you want to have fun yeah. with this show, just roll with it. I, so yeah. they found a way to explain it. You don't have to go into detail. Either you say, okay, great, let's go, or then you just start complaining about it. Like, okay, it's a way to get around it, and let's just go with the story, because we don't want to kill Donna in the first episode she's back, which I thought was going to happen, unfortunately. This is something like I've noticed they do a lot. They set up like this big problems only to like yeah. find a way out of it. And sometimes it's clever, sometimes it's not. I thought this one was clever. Yeah. Even like going back at that point, I was just like buying it because I had no idea what a meta crisis was. <laughs> um, yeah. But then like I, I, I'm fine with it. Sometimes it bugs me, like the whole with Matt Smith. Uh, oh, the question. Oh, come on, like. Okay. Um, I can't. I can't answer the question. Every time. Uh, I, every I, time. He's like. <laughs> and they also introduce like random rules, like when all of a sudden, and when yeah. Smith, no, that this is my last regeneration. Like I'm gonna die. Like where did this come from? <laughs> um, yeah. Only to get solved. Which is crazy. I know there's two more already. <laughs> yeah, you you go back to like old who and they're like oh yeah you know after his 12th regeneration and they're like oh i guess that's the number that we're using also oh, that, that had been previously established there's only one thing and this is it's, it's not spoiling because i know you're not going to watch the show <laughs> there's a character called the veil yard which i bet you don't know about either of you no the veil yard is supposed to be an amalgamation of all of the uh, all of the doctors as a whole and he's technically kind of evil but Let's in, there's a moment there's a moment where they <laughs> say that that character is between his 12th and last regeneration so we don't know when that character can ever appear again if he ever does okay um but essentially because they use the number 12 the writers decided to suddenly be like, okay, I guess 12 could oh, be his last, but they do they, say that there's something after, so let's do this. Yeah, whatever, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> um, so, Wild Blue Yonder. I, this is a, like a, an episode with, I don't think, like epic moments, but I think it's more of those... The doctor skating with the TARDIS <laughs> through the hallway. That, that was pretty that, sick. That to, me, yeah. that to me was just like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> That but that whole conversation with Donna and the doctor, like mm-hmm. you guys mentioned it, like, yeah. oh, you know, from Gallifrey, like that that entire the thing emotional was... moments with Tennant, that moment where he's like punching the wall, yeah. you know, after he runs away, because uh-huh. he like he's still traumatized about everything too. Yeah. Um, I think it's great, really. Yeah, that moment is great because and I 
heard other people saying it's been like two days, like he regenerated. Everything that happened with yeah. Whitaker and the flux, it just happened like two days ago. And he doesn't know what's going on. So that, especially after that conversation with the doppelganger, when she starts bringing all that past, I don't know, it's just all those little conversations. And especially and through it happens through Starbeast and then Wablu Yonder and also kind of ends up with the giggle. You see where it's going because Donna's so happy that she has a family. She has a daughter. She has a husband. She's happy. What she, she wasn't doing her run. She was always running, trying to find some connection. She had the doctor and that was it. And then she trying to tell the doctor, you got to slow down. What's going on? Where's his face back? What are you doing here? We haven't talked. And he's like, no, no, I'm good. I'm okay. And when monitor the gig one kind of moving ahead when she's, he says, oh, I don't think I'll be able to save you. It's not about me that she tells him. And that's the whole series or these specials about him saving himself or just taking a break. So all those little moments just were great. And the bit with the salt, just because you know this is a setup for something else. It, even right. with, I didn't get a chance to mention it with Starbeast, when the, the meep goes, oh, the boss won't be too happy with this. And then in the giggle, and we'll talk about it, there's another kind of shot of someone, something else that's happening out there. So I love mm -hmm. how they set this up, and Otti, I'm sure you've noticed as you're doing your, your first watch, how they set up something in one series. It might show up like two seasons later with even another Doctor, and it just works great. Yeah. I mean, so like, I love that we're starting to see these little connections starting to pop up there. Yeah, like that whole Eccleson season with Fat Wolf since I mm -hmm. think the second or third episode. Yeah. Um, it's something we're so focused or used to Star Wars, right? Every time we watch uh, something with Filoni and people are complaining, oh, this is filler. Just wait. By oh, the yeah. end of the season, it will come back. In Doctor exactly, Who, just yeah. wait. In five years, it might come back. I yeah. love even the, the yeah. crack in the wall literally yeah. came back at the very end of Matt Smith all yeah. the, again, you know, like it, it, it was, it came you know, all the way through. So I, I, that's one of the things that I love about Doctor Who is that like you get these little kind of like droplets, you know, mm -hmm. dropped throughout seasons and you're like, ooh, I wonder what this is. And then suddenly it comes back like a waterfall of, yeah. you know, yeah. just uh, story and like, like you said, even mm -hmm. dropping the boss, the the person yeah. that, you know, that the even the toy maker was afraid to play with. Yeah. Like, it's like, who who is this person? It's clearly gonna be, um, you know, Chuti's big bad. But like, you know, what does that mean for Doctor Who as a whole? Yeah, what? I think real quick. My, I think my favorite moment actually of the episode is when the doppelgangers are behind the glass in the cockpit, and everyone's kind of already at the same kind of mind speed. And they're like, oh, you got to think, 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 think. Uh, you're figuring out, so I'm figuring out. And they're all kind of bouncing back and forth, trying to think. And he said, like, oh, I'm not going to think about it. Oh, Donna, just kind of clear your mind. And she's like, oh, that's easy for me. Oh, how long do we have to I do this? The oh, there's a, there's a crack in the plan or something. So all that. <laughs> the doctor just like can't demos. stop thinking. He <laughs> yeah. literally cannot stop thinking. Uh, that's his whole thing. Like, that's the moment <laughs> when the doctor would start piecing everything together. <laughs> yeah. Um. I. My favorite thing from well, Blue Yonder, of course, it's a silly thing. The very slow, slow robot. robot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so let's move on to the giggle. Um, my favorite moment in the giggle is the spice up your life scene. Right? <laughs> 
wow. Yeah, like, I mean, wow. <laughs> cinema. Yeah. Like, Martin got... Scorsese would call that cinema. <laughs> he would. He would. Like, that's what I, that's probably one of my favorite moments in the, the entire show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, we love in Doctor Who, even there's some so serious moments and such uh, an evil villain, right? And he's just dancing to spice you up for five minutes and turning things to flour and killing people by just turning into rubber balls or whatever. So it's great. And again, that's why you get someone like uh, Neil Patrick Harris to play the character. Uh, But I think my favorite moment, it's in his shop when it's just Tennant and Donna. And it's Donna kind of, oh, you figured out, you're the doctor, you're clever. Oh, yeah, because I'm so clever. What am I? Take away the TARDIS, the Sony screwdriver, and the Tango. Who am I? Like, tell me, who am I? And she's like, you're a good person. He's my Stellan Geos. Like, he's like, you, you're a great Jedi, but you're more a great person. That's the doctor. So mm-hmm. him having to hear that, having to be convinced that the doctor is just a part of who you are. You're just a great person. And and her saying, maybe I'll save you this time. Again, that's this whole three episode that's encapsulated right there. So that's my favorite of the giggle. I, I mean, I, I totally agree with that. And I think that it's one of the great things about a character like the doctor that even throughout his long life, he's still questioning himself. Mm-hmm. And and Oti, now that you're looking at Capaldi, like the big thing about this season is him being like, Why? am I a good man? Like, am I am I a good person, really? Yeah. Um, and, and you know, you, you see that with Tennant, too. Like, he's... He knows that even though he saved so many people and been throughout so many people's lives, he still hurt them. And right before that conversation in the shop, when um, uh, Donna is like, oh, what about Mel? You've you've never talked about her before. And he's like, Donna, I'm a billion years old. If I sat down and talked about everybody in my (laughs) life, we would still be here. And he knows that he's hurt these people, too, in, in some way, shape or form, like he's had to leave most of them behind because that's just who he is. Um, and I, I mean, it just, it's great to see that still embody the character. Which um, works so, works yeah. so great when uh, <clears throat> the maker sees them down and he starts going through the, the companions that he killed and he tried to find loops. So he's like, oh, I guess that's all right then. Oh, did you kill? They died. No, no, in their last second of life or, oh, she died of old age. Yeah, because she was touched by an angel and had to relive her life or be by herself for 50 years while you were running around. So those loopholes still don't work when the toy maker is trying to bring him down at his worst. Clara Oswald, goodbye, bud. Goodbye, yeah, uh, bud. Um, I have to say, my, my favorite moment of the giggle, aside from obviously Spice Up Your Life and, and those moments in the shop, um, was, of course, by generation, getting to see that, like, that shot itself was just like a really cool, like, shot the way that we saw it. It's all a happen. thumbnail for this episode. <laughs> Um, but also I, I really like one of my favorite things about Doctor Who is because it's a time travel show and because we get to see all the, the things that we see, it's incorporating real life moments into the show. So like the whole um, sequence of the first shot of television of the, the person who invented television and how he wanted it to work, you know, um, that's all like real life historical things that they incorporated into the show. And then of course gave it the whole sci-fi twist. So seeing those little moments too, is one of my favorite things of, 
this entire universe. You know, when we get to meet real life characters and see a fictionalized <laughs> version of them, yeah. of course, but um, getting to see that is just great. You should change Oti your thumbnail for this, and it'll be you and Tony doing the by generation. The two of them half close, half naked. Just ah, no. just put that there. Okay, no. <laughs> um, so let's talk a little bit about the by generation to jump into uh, Chuti. Uh, how did you guys feel about it? Because of course, I just I, I saw it. And I was like, I don't know if Tony's gonna like this. Um, because I literally did not know. Um, and I, of course, knew that that's not how regeneration works. So, but I was still open to it because I was still like getting into the show. Um, so I was fine with it. And I thought it was, again, it was clever. I liked the resolution to David Tennant's character and this whole thing with uh, Russell T. Davis saying that, no, each doctor has like uh, a version of them, like being, living their life. And it makes sense with, for example, Tom Baker showing up in the, in the 50th. So, how do you guys feel about it, Alberto? Uh, I, again, I go to that. Don't think too much about it. If you start trying to find issues with it, you'll go nuts. Just roll with the story. Um, we're tired, or a lot of people in fandom are tired of their favorite characters or just characters in general um, having to die to fill a purpose. So, it's great to have someone like the Doctor survive and not just survive, but be happy, like he says. I haven't been, this is the happiest I've been in my whole life to finally have a family and finally kind of slow down. So, I love that they found a way around it. It makes sense. Plus, also separates the new Doctor to have his life without having to worry about oh, everything else. He's still the same doctor. He said it. I love Mel. I love Amy. So he's still the same person. But it's still separate. Like, we're starting fresh. I'm happy that they found a way around it. So even though, yeah, it's a new thing, um, I don't want to spoil anything, but like with Capaldi and the Master, I don't know. I think there's ways that you can make it work if you want to start kind of analyzing everything that's come before. So I'm good with it. And again, like I mentioned before, I'm very happy that it gave time for Shutigawa to shine in this episode before going on by himself. Because oh, he again, he it's, you got 30, 25 minutes or something to introduce the character, to do the great thing with the TARDIS also and separate it. And we start getting a, a sense of who this new doctor is going to be. So when we go into his special, even though, like Tony mentioned, it's a special. Specials are kind of all over the place. You already know who the guy is and where he's going, and things make sense. So I'm glad that Tennant got a good send-up without having to, quote-unquote, die or regenerate. But I understand if people that are really into it are going to say, ah, this is kind of breaks lore, this has never happened before. But again, they, you know, the great thing about that too, they, they mention it. It has never happened before, but yeah, whatever, it happened now, so... We buy generated, and that's a thing. So just roll with it. Yeah. I'm okay with it. How about you, Tony? Yeah, I mean, th there's obviously a big factor to this that it's something that I don't want to spoil <laughs> to Oti. Um, but Alberto, you know, you know exactly what I'm talking about, and it's you know, <laughs> it's that thing. Um, <laughs> but but um, I will say this: I I didn't mind it because one of the things that I really that drew me to Doctor Who originally was everything surrounding the creation and production of the show and how they evolved within it. 
William Hartnell, the first doctor, had a disease. He, he, he was going to die. He was never going to be able to finish this role. So they suddenly came up with the idea that the character can regenerate and can become somebody else. And we suddenly got a second doctor. It never happened before in the entire, you know, seasons that we had, you know, the first doctor. And, and that's just it. That, that's, that's part of creating a show with sci-fi and lore and all this stuff. And like, and, and, that's how the show has evolved throughout time. The TARDIS wasn't always able to do the things it was able to do, and suddenly it was, because that's what the script needed it to do. Um, so I feel like that's just part of the magic of this universe. Mm -hmm. Like, sometimes things won't happen, and... It's also about subverting expectations. Everybody, everybody was just expecting the doctor to change. Everybody that was watching uh, the show everyone, at that I, moment. I remember the tweets. Oh, we have to see this happen again. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, you don't. That's what everybody was expecting to happen, and suddenly it didn't. So everybody's mind, everybody was going to be talking about it. It was going to change the like, imagine if it changed us as American viewers. Imagine the people in the UK that this is this is literally in their blood. You know, this is literally in their culture. Doctor Who. Um, so, I mean, I just think it was, uh, to me, a, almost magical that we were able to experience this suddenly new addition to the lore. And again, it, it wasn't about killing a character off and it wasn't about saying like oh everything that came behind was trash and we're doing our own thing it was about a new a new generation kind of mm -hmm. like jumping it off to new people um so i mean i i was kind of on board with it and you know chuti killed it in his first appearance i think i agree with alberto being able to see him before jumping off to his own thing and 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 interact with tenant and you know, interact with the toy maker. I mean, I feel like we were all the toy maker in that moment. He was like, "What the yeah. hell? <laughs> who? What? Who is this guy?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So let, let's get into Church of Ruby. Uh, Ruby Road. Um. I I will start. I, right that you mentioned it. I, Christmas specials are not my favorite episodes. Like, <laughs> there's very few that I really love. For example, Time of the Doctor was. Freaking epic! I've heard there's one with a Capaldi that I'm apparently gonna love. Um, Yo, so, Nick fucking Frost. <laughs> I, I really like the Christmas Carol one. Um, so I, I was like, okay, so it's it's a Christmas special. I I think like in the grand scheme of things, like again, I still have to see Whitaker and, and Capaldi, but I wouldn't rank it like the lowest. I think it would be like pretty high because I, I thought it was a pretty good episode i just thought it was kind of fine also how do you guys feel about christmas specials are hit or miss um i like the one i think it was a christmas special with clara one of the first time she shows up and she sees the tardis for the first time i don't know if that's a christmas special or not but yeah, i love the, that the snowman with yeah. uh, richard richard e gear richard yeah. e grant <laughs> That's another weird one. Uh, so I like that one because, again, it's a great introduction to a new companion and getting her to say, oh, it's smaller on, small on the outside, kind of reversing that famous line. I, I think it was fine. I Yes, it was a Christmas special. Yeah, they mentioned that it's Christmas time. It didn't feel a lot like it's Christmas because usually those Christmas specials have all this snow, snowman, crazy Santa Claus or whatever. If they didn't tell tell you it's a Christmas special, I didn't feel like it. 
So in, all in all, it was fine. Maybe my least favorite of the four specials. Unfortunately, I only watched it once. I got to watch it again. And again, all the hype gone. Maybe I feel different about, about it. But there's some great moments in it with Shruti that feels like the Doctor. But all in all, it was okay. Quick comment. I can really see this becoming like the Titanic one, which I always forget as a Christmas special. Yeah. Quick thought. Tony, how do you feel about it? Um, yeah, I mean, Christmas specials are the only reason why they're special to me is because like it's I feel like I around Christmas time, I can like just put a few on and like have a fun time. Um, but there, there's sometimes a hit or miss for me, usually more a miss than a hit. But there's a few that I like, like Capaldi's and, um, you know, uh, Nick Frost, uh, just, you know, is, is one of my favorite ones. And, uh, David Tennant has some really, really good ones. Like, does he? Overall, Christmas specials are not that amazing for me. And the Church of Ruby Road, to me, the thing was, it felt like not really a Doctor Who episode until like 30 minutes really? in. And then I was like, oh my God, okay, cool. Now, finally, we get to see a Doctor Who. Like, uh, we get to see the Doctor. We get to, like, the whole dancing sequence with him in the bar. Like, I enjoyed the comedy around it. But other than that, like, I loved when he yeah. was like, yeah, gin and tonic division. I was like, okay, that's, that's <laughs> you know, that's pretty cool. Um, but I did like... Just the evolution, right? And like seeing him just be a different person and live his own life and just do his own thing. Um, I, I just want to see more like his relationship with Ruby going forward. I did like the mystery around it of like him knowing, like finding out her past, but not like, like really figuring it out. That moment where we see him like step out of the tar to see the the mom walking away like he doesn't do anything about it or does he we don't really see it mm -hmm. so we don't know um and then we have that like uh old lady living next door like, <laughs> oh, we'll talk about her a tardis we'll talk about her. like and, and i'm like who who the who the hell who? is this person like um but yeah I, I, I overall i think it was just a great little like sprinkle to like hey we just did the 60th anniversary have this little bit of a tidbit here and then we're gonna jump into episode one you know and we're gonna like give you the yeah. the, the doctor who that you want that's how i feel yeah i think my biggest issue is that i didn't get a whole arc of uh Chuti, so I, I like him as a doctor but there's still like a lot of things i want to see him do like get angry um give this big monologue or do all these doctor things um how do you guys feel about ruby i i, I she's like the kind of companion she, she reminded reminded me a little bit of like um to clara where the first time i saw clara i was like yeah she's gonna fit right into right into the show i've kind of felt the same way with ruby we already know she's a one season companion so that's <laughs> interesting um I think I still need to see more. I mean, she was great in it. Um, I'm sure that bit that she's clumsy or has bad luck is something that's going to keep happening. So, again, I love that they're it's dropping those fault. little... Yeah, it's not her fault. It's uh, freaking trolls, goblins. <laughs> um, I like that she has a, a backstory that we already know a little bit about it. Um, or finding on Christmas Day. At the beginning of the episode, we see the doctors uh, that watches that woman walk away as she puts her... But the church is crying because then we know at the end of it, it's that same scene. Again, we don't know what's going to happen and who's the 
<laughs> the emperor there with a with a cloak, you know, putting her. Uh, I think she she was great in what she had to do. She had very good chemistry with Shuti. I think it's still too early to say how much I'm gonna love her as a companion. Uh, Tony, this isn't. There's no video on this. Why you keep putting more? Yeah, Doctor there, Who there's no, no one's seeing this. It's, Tony, it's for you guys. Tony it's keeps, for you guys. Tony keeps putting different Funkos of <laughs> Doctor Who and on top of his mic. He he put Rory. He put uh, it's for Amy. You guys. Now I the, just love you guys. Eleven Doctor. You. Uh, Tony Ruby, how do you feel? Ruby, um, I think I think she was you know good to good start. For her, you know, first episode, I like that there's something about her that attracts the doctor, which is not just like the whole bad luck and the goblins thing, but just this kind of weird backstory, like abandoned on Christmas Day. Her name is, you know, Ruby Sunday, you know, all that stuff. And great name. Um, yeah. And I, I, I think. I just I I agree with Alberto. I need to see more. I just need to see more of her. See her interact a little bit more. See her as a companion more than just because right now she's getting dropped into this entire situation with the doctor, as usual first episodes with a companion is. But I want to see her like now be the person who travels with him, as opposed to just this random person who you just met who like got like swept up into this whole thing i i love that she figured out the whole time travel thing and like kind of pieced it together um so before we wrap up who is that old lady <laughs> oh maybe she's the one that <clears throat> the the toy maker said the one that doesn't give up or something and she's a big bad at the end she might just be a random old lady, and it's just a nod to the audience, like, oh, you know, you've seen a thought this before. It's like, we're doing this again. Maybe she's no one. But, I, she's, I, I, I think she's probably no one. <laughs> she's, a, she's Ezra. There's a, a thing that I really love about Doctor Who, which is how humanity just forgets yeah. about everything you know the world has been invaded a million times daleks have been floating around the universe and humanity is just oblivious to what's happening <laughs> so in my mind it's really just russell t davis being like oh what you think normal citizens haven't noticed that the doctor has been around and doing this thing you know um but on the other hand i mean i there's so many theories. It could be old companions. It could be just like random one-off characters that the doctor has interacted with that are, you know, suddenly like show up again in, in some time. Like, I don't know. Could be a, a random unit soldier from a <laughs> random episode. I don't know. Um, but I, I, I kind of want to think that she's the big bad. <laughs> That's kind of like really good. Like, like she's just going to be the old lady big bad. <laughs> Maybe she's a uh, river song regeneration. I'm your wife. Never know. I'm your wife. You never know. Um, so that's it, right? Is it? Is it? I mean, I, I think like we covered everything that I had. Yeah, seen. a few things that I forgot. Just real quick things that I really enjoy in those episodes in Star Beast when he goes to the taxi and shows the um, psychic the paper. paper. He's like Mister of World Balance. Oh, it says Mrs. Oh, catch up! Like it's still 
the Hassan Kachel he regenerated. And with Giggle, I love the gold tooth. Ah, the master is right here. Yes. And then someone took it. Who took it? And the, the master is <laughs> maybe. Uh, so I'm, I love that because something's going to happen, obviously, with that. And again, all the little bits we just kind of mentioned at the end when the, the toy maker says, oh, that's a game for the, for someone else or for another doctor. So we know that that's going to for shoot this mystery person out there that the toy maker didn't want to play with. That's, again, just setting up something that we don't know when this is going to pay off, but they're already putting those seats there. So I really enjoy those little moments. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So I think that's it. Um, yeah, I don't know how to wrap up a show. Uh, <laughs> so, Alberto, thank you for joining us. Thank you for taking yeah, the thanks time. Thanks for having me. It's, um, hopefully you'll... the silence doesn't get me and I forget everything. Doctor Who, by next time I comment. I love the silence. One of my favorite villains. I don't get enough love. Yeah. Uh, I know. I, I really want them to come back. I want them to become like that sort of thing. They that came back and you back. just forgot about it. Maybe they did. Maybe they did. Uh, they've always been the, there. The quick, silence have always been there. Quick mention, like uh, Tony referenced it, like that moment in in the the wedding of River Song when Matt Smith's like, oh, in small numbers, they're fine. And then checks his other arm. It's just full of marks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Alberto, why, why does it smell like gunpowder in here? <laughs> Um, thank you for coming. You'll be back a hundred times probably. Um, yes. and, and yeah, so, um, before we get to the goodbyes, um, we'll be back next week. We're going to start our doctor overview. So we'll start with Eccleston and yes, then we'll do a week by week and that'll force <laughs> me to wrap up the show. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, Alberto, tell people where they can find you. I'll just think of you. All right, so at Radio Rebel Pod on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Blue Sky, if people are still using it, you can find us there. Uh, mostly on our YouTube channel, we do weekly episodes every Saturday with Oti there as our, our co-host. We have some cool episodes coming soon. Uh, the, we're doing one for Star Wars Podcast Day, the 25th anniversary, so we're going to be looking at 25 years of The Phantom Menace Woo! that's coming up in two weeks or a week and a half. Uh, so yeah, you'll find us there every Saturday and then we release the audio version just on Mondays. Um, so yeah, so at Radio Rebel Pod, wherever you want to find us. Yep. So yeah, you can find us over at Twitter, Instagram, threads at Batwolf underscore FNI. Follow Tony over at CollectTony52. Follow me over at whatever the link says down below because I how to pronounce out. And yeah, just check us out. Give us a follow. Give us a five star review. You you guys know what to do. So funny. Close the show. <laughs> All right, everybody. And with that, we leave you the Bad Wolf broadcast signs out and Geronimo.